Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. New research from Leia Healthcare has shown that nearly 40% of Irish workers are struggling with everyday life during the COVID-19 pandemic, with 91% reporting experiences in anxiety and a rise in anxiety. 91%. I've felt it. Everybody is feeling it. An increase in anxiety, in mental health problems. More than half of the surveyed workers cited the prospect of a 10 of a second coronavirus wave as a source of anxiety. And why wouldn't you? When you have Stephen Donnelly on the television last week saying, we're at a tipping point. We're not at any tipping point. Thankfully, nobody is dying. And by the way, if people do die, and I don't want to see that happening, if one or two people die, that unfortunately is what happens in life. Mortality exists. We are human beings. On average, we live till we're 82 years of age. At some point, we will die of something. Be it a virus, be it pneumonia, be it the flu, uh, be it heart failure, liver failure, respiratory failure, renal failure. We die as we get older because our body just fails us. Every single day in this country, 70 to 80 people die. Roughly 2,500, somewhere between two and 2,500 people a month die. What about all those people? Do we not care about all those anymore? Have we stopped our focus on the 33% of people that die in this country who die of cancer? There's a tiny, tiny percent are dying of COVID-19. And yet all our focus is on COVID-19 and feck everybody else. Why can't we continue focusing on other things like cancer research? You know, people who have strokes and informing people about that. All that other stuff. Getting people in for early diagnosis to avoid other people dying. That's all stopped. Or certainly put on the long finger. It's almost like we don't care about anything else at the moment. We're obsessed with COVID-19. And this is affecting people's mental health. The research found 30% of respondents reported loneliness and isolation. Uh, They were the major issues when working from home. And 40% of workers gave reduced interaction with work colleagues as a cause of anxiety. I mean, these results, according to Sinead uh, Pross, head of the health and well-being at Leia Healthcare, uh, said the future of work in the coming months is going to be incredibly challenging and that investment is needed to build workers' long-term resilience during the COVID pandemic or the coronavirus pandemic. According to the United Nations health experts, a mental health crisis is looming as millions of people around the world are surrounded by death and disease and forced into isolation, poverty and anxiety by the pandemic of COVID-19. Now, let's be clear when they talk about this. They're not just talking about COVID-19 because clearly they couldn't be if they're talking about everybody around them. Because everybody around, everybody listening today, all your circle of friends, all the people you know, are they all dying of COVID-19? They're not. There are a small amount of people, a very small amount of people when you take in the population of the country have died of COVID-19. The majority, the vast majority of those people had very serious underlying conditions. And I'm not saying their lives are not worth saving. Of course they are. But many of those people didn't even go to ICU because it would be unethical because of the underlying conditions that they had. They most likely were in a situation where their illness is terminal. Many of those people. So I'm not saying every life is not worth saving. It is when it's worth saving, when there's a quality of life at the end of it. And we've spoken about that before and doctors have spoken about that. Now, we've spoken numerous times in the show as well about the damaging effects of social isolation. Is having. And by the way, there's been great research done into the, uh, social isolation on primates and humans and the physical damage it can actually do to you. So while it's too soon for us to know the full extent of the psychological and mental health ramifications of this pandemic, we do know there will be significant uh, problems and that we will be dealing with the fallout for some time to come, even when this ends. And I want to know today how you're coping. 
That's all I want to know today. I, I'm not asking you, do you agree or disagree with anything at all? Because clearly you have to agree because it's the fact that people are suffering around the country. But I want to know how you are. Are you lonely? Are you anxious? Is there anything, any information that maybe we could give you or help you in any kind of way to make you feel a little bit better today? Are you worried about your job? Are you worried about your mortgage? Are you worried about the future for your children? Are you worried about your children's school? Are you anxious? Are you okay? And I genuinely care. Are you okay? Because I'm not. And I know I'm not. So I want to know how you feel. So if you want to give us a call, or a text, or WhatsApp, it's 087-188-0008, that's the number. Or if you want to call in directly, you want to come on the show and chat to us, 1850-410-494, that's 1850-410-494. So let us know how you feel, all right? And just so you know, we're all in the same field here, I feel terrible. I feel down, I get anxiety, I've gone through serious depression, I'm going through another problem in my life at the moment, which I'm trying to deal with on top of that. And it's so depressing. Very, very depressing. And I understand why people feel like that. Sometimes you feel getting away on a holiday is the only thing that makes you cheer up sometimes. It gives you a little bit of a break from the world. And we haven't even got to do that most of us this year. So, yes, it's affecting me. It's affecting everybody. I'm not infallible just because I work in radio and entertainment. And just because I come on here and seem happy every day or whatever we're talking about, a happy topic, it doesn't mean that I am. So let us know how you feel. All right, 087-188-008. Bernie, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Bernie? Hi, Niall. How are you today? I, I'm okay today, actually. I'm not too bad today. I had a bit of a wobble yesterday, but I'm okay today, to be honest with you. I'm feeling okay. a bit better today. Okay. Um, I, I, to be honest, you know, when this started, I thought it only lasted a couple of days, and then it went on to weeks. And, you know, in your head, you're trying to be positive. But as it went on, you know, I, I, I just couldn't cope. I began to, you know, feel that, is this it? You know, am, am I, has somebody taken over the world? You know, what, can we go back? I can't. I, I don't know which way to go now. I'm really scared. Because I'm 61. Is this my life for the rest of my life? That I get to 88? I don't think I'll go that far. I don't think I can have the mental capacity to go much further than, you know, hopefully next year to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my grandchildren, I haven't seen them in five years in New Zealand. They were coming home in April for a wedding. And I talk to them on the phone and they say, Granny, I'll really, you know, they want to see you and I can't. Yeah, yeah you want to hug no them. Yeah, I mean, look, don't get me wrong, technology thankfully has made it a bit easier and if it wasn't for technology I think we'd be in a lot of trouble right yeah, but in but saying I mean, that you want to hold them you want to hug them yeah like I can't even send a damn letter or a birthday card or you know nothing I'm completely cut away from them now I took it for granted it's my own fault I took it for granted I'd get there they're coming home you know you, in your head I thought oh yeah I'll get out there there's never going to be a problem I'd swim out at this stage do you know if somebody had given me a, you know a chance I'd go swimming or I'd go on a a boat that was slow rolling to New Zealand if it took me two years I'd do it because I don't know any other way to do it and you know I, my, my children my daughter is expecting a baby you know there's so many scary things you're bringing a new baby into this world um, mm. and I, I don't know if I'm strong enough to, to, to balance everything See, I, I, think the, I think the problem is is that we're littered with bad news and you know when you watch the television every night and and don't get me wrong I'm well aware that there are people out there who've lost you know uh, loved ones generally speaking those in vulnerable groups who are older and they've lost somebody and maybe they were COVID positive or maybe they died of COVID-19 and I'm I'm aware of that in the big scheme of things when you look at the population of the country 
it's not a huge amount of people. Sadly, people die. And people, and to all the people who've lost people, COVID and non-COVID, in the last six or seven months, it's a d- very difficult time. Grief is a terrible thing and you lose somebody you love. And, I, and I'm very aware of that. But, you know, we need to stop filling our heads with bad news. And that's what we're doing. I mean, look, I'm doing it right now, I suppose. I'm being a bit of a hypocrite in some sense, but I, want, I just want to find out who people are. But it's well, like yeah. misery on the news every night. Yeah, I just copped on to myself and said, come on, to heck, and just get with it. Uh, so I, I stopped watching the news. Um, you know, my dad passed away in March, and so, you know, I haven't really even started a grief for him. And my mum has been in and out of hospital. So, you know, I've been, I had things to keep me going and ringing and checking, so it's been fine. But I'm not listening to them rubbish anymore because they're not telling us the truth anyway. Sure, it's bullshit what they're telling us. Well, I mean, la- um, well, last like, night, I mean, what upsets me is when I hear last I mean, we're now at 11 days where nobody's died, thankfully. Um, yeah. I, there was one death last night, but they, they reported a death last night, but it looks like that death was actually from June. And, and by the way, that person, I don't want that person to be a statistic, you know, another number to the number, because that person has a family, has friends, and sadly they passed away, and that should have been recognised at the time, and not three months later, just to be added to a statistic. Because I would hate my mother or father to be a statistic. But in the same time last night, where nobody has died, thankfully most of those cases that we had last night were all under people under the age of 45, so they're people who feel slightly unwell, or some won't even know they have it, right? So we wouldn't go on the news and say, you know, this time last year, we wouldn't have went on the, new, the 6 o'clock news and said, how are you all doing? Yeah, there's uh, 200 people and not feeling the great today. Do you know what I mean? We, yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't have done that. But, but if we were to start going on the news every night and saying, uh, can we just mention that uh, 30 people died of cancer today, three died of strokes, seven died of heart attacks, we would put people out. We, we, we'd be, but the life would be just miserable watching this death all around us if we were telling people about it every day. Yeah, I mean, we have to change the, the, the record, to be honest. We have to get away from all this. I mean, those people didn't die... Uh, you know, they shouldn't have died in the first place. If they, our government had looked after us in the very beginning and cut everything to happen, you know, like really taken good action in the beginning instead of being this lazy fire, you know, the Cheltenham thing, the Italian thing. If they had stopped all that in the beginning, would those people have lost their lives? I think, you know... Uh, some of them, some of them would have anyway, but some may have lived for another three months or another six months or another year so maybe, and that's what I'm saying. Is, yeah. Yeah, we would have had a six months more with our father. We don't know. Yeah. I mean, we have to let it go now and, uh, you know, hope that, you know, he didn't have it at the end and whatever. However, we have to get away from this constant negativity. And, you know, I mean, people are dying and, and are sick all around us every day. And we get on with it and we listen and we help and we deal with them as best we can. This is nothing different. We have to, you know, and we don't make an, a, you know, a, a fanfare about suicides, which are huge at the moment in Ireland. There's nearly one a day, and they're not getting anywhere. And people are being left in such a state. Do you know, we have to stop. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll stay there because I want to go to Carl as well. Carl, you're on Classic uh-huh. Kids. How are you doing, Carl? How are you, Noel? I've ruined you regularly on this issue, you know? Yeah. And I was talking to somebody, I was I mentioned to you last week, I was talking to you, Noel, and I said about John of God's chock a block with people who are suffering from it's just got to them the whole thing you know mm. but now and the guy was telling me it starts with anxiousness and um, anxiety I, and I was shocked by this figure by Leia Healthcare by the way that you know that mentioned uh, where was the, the figure again that it was something like 90% or whatever people have, have reported an increase in anxiety yeah well, and there's another AN uh, with 91% me, sorry and, yeah. and you summed up my feelings very, very well early on but with me there's an anger 
I mean, Donnelly, he, every time I switch him off, I, I switch him on the telly, I have to, I have to switch it off now. He, he, he angers me so much. Well, did you, 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 listen to Donnelly, lad. Listen to the... See, it's about the language that's used. Yes. Three times last week he said things about being at a tipping point, tipping point. Oh, uh, and we were, that we, he was trying to avoid a national lockdown and it was on the table. Now, somebody had a word with him over the weekend and I know Michael McNamara, the TD, fair play to him, oh, had a go at him. Good. I like him now. Yeah, had a go at him uh, in the uh, Special Reactors Committee on COVID-19. But it, somebody had a word with him over the weekend and he came out then on Tuesday and said, oh no, a lockdown, national lockdown is not on the table because the problem is the damage that those words do to the economy because people then go back into fear, they won't book staycations or hotels lose money and so the, just by saying that damages the economy and damages people's mental health Niall when, when I ring your programme I, I, I don't just give you my own view I love, I love to listen to people I listen to programmes and I listen to a lot of people around and from what I can gather at the moment maybe I'm talking to the wrong people but there's a ferocious amount of anger and people are saying who are these people in Neved who are running the country what right Niall have they to threaten us with another lockdown uh, 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 say you can open up or oh, you might have to lock down holding our life in their, in, in, in their hands. Who, who the hell do they think they are? I mean, that bloke, Jerry, Professor Jerry, I, I forgot his second name, from Cork. You've had him on. He, he wants the place locked down against oh, us. Killeen, Jerry Killeen. Jerry yeah. Killeen. I mean, he's a, he's a fantastic... Well, well what he's doing he's is he, he's hashtagging this thing, I suppose, um, a, a free COVID island, which is island, you know, with no COVID, which is a fantasy idea, yeah, by the no, way. He's been involved with viruses all his life. This is yeah. like, he, I mean, and, 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 and as I say, he's a fanatic, but you work your way down from there. These people, they come on the, the television and frightening everybody. I get on with my life. I get on with my but job. I mean, the, the, but I mean, don't get me wrong. Oh, by the way, can I just point out that Jerry and many others, Philip Nolan and uh, Luke O'Neill and uh, Sam McConkie and all these people that obviously we hear on the, the media over here on a regular basis, they, they are, you know, experts in their own fields. Uh, they have an opinion, but just like everybody else, maybe sometimes they don't take into consideration because they're focused on their expertise, the knock-on effect of what their words or what their decisions are doing to people. Yeah, but what bothers me, Niall, is when, when they come on, we, just this week, Niall, we've heard about old people. You know, you know Tina Gates, the, the presenter? I do, I know Tina yeah, well, she, yes. She, what she said, she, said, she rang up and she, she was talking about elderly people. And how, how she lives with her dad, who's quite old. He's 94. Yeah, yeah, she's a lovely he, woman. He, he wanted to know, is there a war on? Yeah. And he was so upset about everything. And we get all this bad news now. And then at six o'clock, on comes Donnelly, with there's no, no feeling, no empathy towards anybody who's had these dealings during the course of the day. And he comes on with more threats. Like, I mean, you just say to yourself, yeah. you know, would you not have a little bit of sympathy and, and, and realise that people are upset, people are depressed. As that lady said, just prior, I agreed with everything she said. But no, on comes the bloke at nine o'clock in the morning and, uh, and Donnelly at six o'clock and whoever comes on. And more bad news as though, like, I couldn't... And he believe, but here's what bothers me. Even when it's good news, which it has been for 11 days as far as I'm concerned, it's made out to be bad news. You know, don't be, don't be getting complacent now just because nobody has died. I mean, to be honest with you, it's a miracle that nobody has died of COVID-19 in 11 Brilliant days, if you ask me. Brilliant news. Oh, well, exactly. absolutely, I mean, because people, unfortunately, you know, people die every day in this country. And there are people who have died in this country who happen to be COVID positive and they would go down as what they call a COVID-related death, okay? So to me, it's actually a miracle that nobody has died in this country in the last 11 days that was COVID positive. I no, find no, that, no, I actually find that a miracle, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, and I don't mean that in some sort of uh, insensitive way, because you, know, you understand the point. Noel, I'm sure there's loads of people who want to get on to you. So, but I just wanted to ask you one question, Noel. And, and, and I'd love, because I know you've been talking to the publicans. Why 
did the publicans, and I was listening to a fellow on Friday evening, Noel, on, on, a, a lawyer, why did they not take a legal action against the government for prohibiting, their, 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 for prohibiting from earning a living? Well, I, I believe that was, that was a suggestion. I believe that may still go ahead. There, I believe there is somebody working on taking you, legal... You, I'd love to get one... Well, I, I, I mean, I think when all this is over, Carl, and we look at the bigger picture and we go back and look at the decisions made. Certainly the decisions made at the start happened to be the right decisions because, of course, we didn't know what we were dealing with. We now know what we're dealing with. The decisions that are being made now, um, people have to be responsible for those decisions because, obviously, it has massive knock-on effect in people's lives. Um, sorry, Bernie, do you believe that, as a citizen of the country, are you reassured because... Um, uh, Professor Donaldson, who's one of the best experts in the world, who sadly died two years ago, he was actually uh, awarded, he got a, I think it was a Nobel Peace Prize or a Nobel Prize or something, I don't know what it was, uh, for basically uh, ridding the world of smallpox. But he, he was an expert and he said the most important thing is, is a good government who will communicate with the general public and communicate properly. And he, he, by the way, he doesn't agree with lockdowns. He believes it serves no purpose. But in saying that, Bernie, do you think our government are communicating with you properly as a citizen? Do you understand no. what's going on? No, I haven't a clue. And I have a nursing background and I'm quite, I love looking up stuff, but by God, I haven't a clue. I'm clueless. And I am absolutely disgusted at the way they're treating us, our citizens, citizens of this country. Well said, All Bernie. of us, young and old. Well said, Bernie. Thank you. Thanks, right. Carl. All right, okay. All right. Thanks for taking the oh, by the way, you know. By the way, both of you, just before you go off, okay. uh, Carl, from a mental health point of view, how are you feeling today? Are you okay? No, I, I don't like to complain because I feel okay, but I know it's at the back of my mind, this bad news. You know, I, I miss okay. it. As I said to you before, I, I, like, I like going out. I like my football. That's been taken away. I have my job, and I, as I said, I'm not complaining because I know there's p- people worse off. But I do find it. It's at the back of my mind all the time. And sometimes I, I just come home and I, I might fly off the handle over nothing. And I know it's down to what, what's what, this this constant, constant. I know. It, it, I know. How home. sad am I? I'm looking forward to going to the pictures news, on Sunday you know? night. I'm looking forward to going to the pictures on Sunday night for the first time in seven months. How sad am I? <laughs> what are you going to see? What are you going to see? Um, Tenet, this new movie, Tenet, the oh, Christopher yeah. Nolan movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you see, this is what normal people talk about. Normal stuff, no? <laughs> <laughs> So I, I have it booked and everything, and I'm looking forward to it. Now, I know there's a kind of there's restrictions around it. When you book your seats online now, and you book two seats, that they're like said, 10 seats around you just suddenly become unavailable. So oh, I'm okay if you're sitting outside the door looking in, you're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to it anyway. It'll be a nice night out, apart from going to a restaurant or something as well. Uh, okay, thank you very much to Bernie and Carb. I want to know how you're feeling. Excellent peace now. Uh, talking sense about a real crisis the effect on people's lives that's the real reason uh, they close the pubs so stop people uh, talking says Mike in Red Cross well uh, Mike I did hear was it Philip Nolan or Killian DeGaskin yesterday on the radio saying that if they open the pubs again that people tend to laugh oh he was talking about restaurants and he said if you're having six people at a table they can only be from three groups they can't, so in other words you can't have six workmates at a table he said and the reason behind all this is to try and reduce the amount of people that laugh and talk and shout. And I'm going, so in other words, they just don't want us to have a good time anymore. That's it. Because that has some sort of risk attached to it. You know, I'm not an expert. I'm not an immunologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an an epidemiologist. But if you're with six people at a table and the government have allowed that, I don't see how much higher the risk would be if you're having a bit of a laugh. As long as you're not pulling out at people or jumping up and down and misbehaving yourself, 
if you're having a bit of laugh. I would love to see the data and the science behind six people sitting at a table talking quietly and six people sitting at a table having a bit of a laugh. And, you know, and raising their voices slightly and joking and doing what human beings do. I would love to see the data and the science that shows that is a much bigger risk. Because I can tell you now, I don't believe that data exists. I think they just make a lot of this, this stuff is just to cover themselves. That we at least we told you that, just in case it happens. We told you that. Keep texting, keep WhatsApping. The number is zero eight seven one double eight treble zero eight. Question: Are you coping? Okay, how are you feeling? Are you? I mean, they talk about the things that are affecting people are anxiety, loneliness, isolation, depression, all this. People are finding it incredibly challenging, according to uh, the head of the well-being at Leia Healthcare. How are you feeling today? Let me know. 087-188-008. Yeah, I just actually, um, Richie just reminded me there as well of the way we're treating each other as human beings because of this is a really important part of all this. He mentioned the video that's going around in Australia. And I don't know if you've seen this video. Um, there's two of them, actually, both from Australia, because Australia have taken a very... I suppose you could call it almost military-like attitude towards COVID-19, considering they have very few cases and very few deaths. And um, because they're an island country, of course, which certainly helps, we're not really an island country. We think we are, but we share a border with the UK, obviously, uh, whether you like the politics of that or not. Uh, But this idea that this woman... Um, she put up on Facebook that she wanted to get a protest together against the lockdowns. She clearly said in her post with face that she wants to have a pro- protest with social distancing and to do it safely and bring your mask and all that kind of stuff, um, which she's in, I, I believe, in any society. Unless we've lost the run of ourselves completely, people are entitled to protest as long as you do it in a responsible manner. And the police came to her house after she put up on Facebook, just one post on Facebook, they came to her house um, they arrested her. She was six months pregnant, I think. She was due to go for her scan that day. She's crying her eyes out in front of her two children and her husband. They pleaded with the police. She said, look, I'll take the post down. I, I didn't mean anything. I just wanted to get a protest together. I did say, you know, social. And the, they arrested her, searched her home, took her computers, took her phones. Is this what we're doing now in society? Is this the way we're treating people? Another woman, you may have seen the video going around, she was protesting on her own with a placard around her outside one of the government buildings in Australia and she had her little child with her. Obviously because maybe she's a single woman, she couldn't seem to mind her child, a little holding her hand. Police came and dragged the child away from her, screaming, and arrested her while the child is screaming, I want my mammy. I mean, what sort of a world are we turning into? We're turning into a military state and the same is happening here in Ireland. Even the very suggestion, and thankfully it didn't happen, but the very suggestion that we would allow our constitution to be undermined by Garda Shia going into your home. Now, I understand people are being irresponsible, and I ask people not to be irresponsible. You know, and you know, don't be having mad parties in your gaff and everything else at the moment, because obviously the government don't want you to do that. But the idea that maybe you had seven or eight people in your house and their neighbour complains and the guards have the, would have a right to walk into your home, the very reason that we even thought that was a good idea or the very reason that a government would even suggest that we could bring in legislation to sort that out is crazy. We would have never allowed that under any circumstances in this country. And I don't care if it's a health crisis. Sure, even during the TB crisis, they didn't allow that. And many people died during that. Betty, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Betty? Hi, Niall. How are you? Betty, I mean, I, I, do you find it difficult to get through day to day now? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Um, like, I, 
my mother died about a year ago. My so- I'm sorry to hear that. My condolences to you. It's it's just like she died before the COVID started. Yeah. And I grieved, but then there's sometimes when something comes up and I think of her again and again and again and again. And then I'm thinking, in one sense, it maybe it's just as well she she's not here because she would be worried about this COVID. How old was she? How old was she? Eighty-five. Well, if she if she had been here during the COVID, unfortunately, yeah. she would have been cocooning and maybe being lonely. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm think, jeepers. I'm not saying for any minute that you know that she was yeah. better dying when she died, but maybe she was. Well, you know. she was in the sense that she was in a lot of pain. But my dad is eighty-nine, so he, everyone is watching him now. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. But every time that you you turn on the television, there's something like oh. Maybe a lockdown, maybe not. There's always bad news, and you have to. There's no good news. There's no light. There's no kind of light at the end of the tunnel, really, no, is there? No, there's no light there. And, and like you said, I saw them that video, particular one with the mother. That was horrendous. And, yeah, horrendous. And there was another one on last night on Facebook with a young girl. She had the mask, and so they. Your man just caught her by the throat, the Australian policeman. Because she had no and mask her, on her? So she had no mask on her because the young fellow that was with her said she had um, an exemption or she wasn't... She has a condition she, that exempts her from yeah, wearing one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I worry because... I, I worry for my... Like the love of my life because he's, he's got the OPD. Okay. So he doesn't wear a mask, yeah, obviously. Yeah. He, why he wears a mask? Because he wants to be extra careful, but he finds it hard at times to wear a mask. Yeah, it is difficult, of course, if you have a breathing condition to wear a mask. It's very difficult. Yeah, it's very difficult for him because he, he has to... But he should, that should be his choice. Uh, uh, you know, with COPD, yeah. if he doesn't want to wear a mask, he shouldn't have to. You know but what I mean? See, people, people won't take it like that, then the people will just go, why isn't he wearing a mask? Mm. You know, I had a friend of mine, she was in a shop uh, uh, just a couple of months back when it all started, and this man got stuck in her for not having a mask on her. Yeah. And she was very upset about it. Well, they want, to bring, they want to bring in now, and I might talk about it yeah. again, Chance, they want to bring in on-the-spot fines for people who don't wear a mask. Yes. Yeah, and you know? I think that's very bad. Like, I mean, people want to, to try and get back to some normality, and... Like, well, it, well, it doesn't seem I, that we're ever going to be allowed to get back to any no. level of normality. That doesn't seem to be the case, I sadly. Mean, when the lockdown was on, I hadn't seen my two grandchildren for, for a good couple of months. And when I saw them, then it was like heaven to see them. But, did you, you give them a big Did you give them a big hug? Oh, hugs, kisses, <laughs> you name it, they got it. Very you know, good. but it can bring it, it can bring it down. If you, if you, if you let it, if I, if I try not to think about it, um, I try to think of something else and so that it doesn't bring me down too much um, into a depression. Well, and, and how you, how do you feel now? Would you say, obviously you're, you're suffering from grief as well from your man yeah. passing away and I understand that. And, and by the way, you know, time is a good healer. You yeah. know, over time, of course, you'll never forget your mum and all the great, wonderful no. times you had together. But time is a great healer and it makes it easier yeah. as time passes on. But, yeah. I mean, apart from, aside from the grief that you're feeling, I mean, are you, how is your mental health? Is it okay? Are you feeling all right? Um, well, sometimes you see, to, to like the other man said earlier, that he could snap at something, and I could do that. And then my beloved says, you know, what's wrong? Are you all right? 
you know what I'm And I have to say, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm just... Mm. I could just snap and have a beat. Like, and, and I think we're I'm all going, the same. Don't, don't be thinking yeah. that you're any different. We're all the same at the moment. We're all a bit and, uh, tetchy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, sorry then afterwards. I know. I say, you know, I... I'm sorry. Like I know. Sure, but look, we've, we all, I mean, we all feel it. Even myself and Alina and Ashling here have noticed over the last six months, we can be, you know, sometimes when we're deciding what to do in the show, things that, something we've never done before, we can be a bit touchy with each other. I think everybody is on edge at the moment because sadly we're not hearing any good news. Well, look, I hope things look up for you. Uh, thanks very much, Betty, for joining us today. Lauren, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Lauren? Hi, Niall. How are you? Good. Lauren, how are you feeling? Good. Well, that's a bit of an understatement. Like, I'm 25 as such, and it can be difficult, I suppose, for people that have had the cocoon. But, like, it's difficult for people all across the board as such. Yeah. You know, there's problems that follow everyone everywhere in life. And unfortunately to that lady that she lost her mom, I lost my dad back in October. Okay. And I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you very much. But in saying that, because I'm maybe a bit younger, I didn't have cocoon, but in... I didn't get to meet my friends either, and that's something that I found quite tough because I didn't have a lot of people to confide in and such. Um, and even as saying that, we find it hard. We sometimes lose the run of ourselves or we have a short fuse, but like what we have to remember here is everybody is human and we do make mistakes. And You know, there's so much negativity around at the minute. That and who's, who, who do you blame for the negativity? I would like to say the media. Um, well, no, say the media if you want to. You know, go ahead. Yeah, yeah that's I would, fine. Yeah, I'd say the media, to be honest with you, because everywhere you turn, it's just bad news after bad news after bad well, that, news. That's and why I intentionally try every day to tell people, mm. you know, that, like what I mentioned earlier on, for example, and I put up on Twitter, I put up good yeah. news today, thankfully nobody died, you know, yeah. and very few cases, most cases under the age of 45, so there are people who don't even probably know they're sick. So, <laughs> and I try to put up the good aspects of it. I think we need to stop telling people about people dying all the time. I completely agree and what's more you know it's great that I suppose it's great that you're sharing the positivity and I'm trying to do the same but there's just so much of the negativity you walk into the local shop and two ladies there are talking about it you go somewhere else two other people are talking about it you can't you get know, away from it you can't. you can't get away from it no exactly that's and you know we, we've we've found that out on the show particularly you now it's it's starting to thankfully it's starting to change a little bit and, and I'm going to be doing something a little bit lighter after, after the break right mm-hmm. but we found that no matter what topic we talk about, and we keep saying, and we, we consciously say, right, let's not do the, the whole show in relation to COVID stories. Let's do this story here about the woman having an affair or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then people will come on the air, yeah, she was having an affair because we were in lockdown during the COVID-19. And I go, oh, everybody just brings it back to COVID all the time. Everything is COVID related or somehow relates to COVID. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it's always brought back to it. And that's the thing, people's, mental health even if you didn't have a mental health problem before this it's somehow creeping up on people now again you know it's you just can't get away with with it in the first place and i decided maybe a month ago that i was going to do something about it i wasn't going to lie down and just take it anymore and listen to the negativity all the time instead i decided right let's actually do something positive about it here and help someone along so like i decided i'd make have you heard of tiktok yes i have yeah yeah, so I made a TikTok page, and all I did was I started to promote positive mental health, just tips and tricks, because sometimes when you're going through something, you feel like you're the only person in the world you that, do. It, yes, that it's happening to. And sometimes if someone, it's easier to talk to a stranger sometimes than it actually well, is. Actually, Lauren, do me a favour. 
Stay there yeah. for a second because I have to go to a break and I want to come back to you, right? And I want to know sure. what you're, I want to know what you're doing on TikTok, all right? So stay sure, there yeah. with me, all right? Okay, just read out some of your texts here. Neg- negativity comes from within, not the media. Uh, we don't have uh, serious problems like some people. Well, I think that's obviously your view of it. And I don't believe negati- negativity comes from within. Um, I think if we're listening to negativity all around us, particularly from what we consider to be trusted sources, like, for example, RT News or, or the government, um, I think that can have a massive effect on, the, on society. Anyway, somebody else says, I had, my, I had my drinking problem under control before the lockdown, but now I'm worse than ever, and I believe my marriage is over. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Niall, I heard around the radio yesterday there were 200 house parties in one area of Cork since um, the end of May. Now, my question is, how come Cork hasn't seen a serious explosion of cases? I don't know, but I think we're being lied to, says Tom in Galway. Well, Tom, I, I can't answer your question. I don't know the answer to that. Um, all right, let me... Oh, by the way, can I mention as well, if anybody does want to talk to somebody, if you feel that you are feeling down, you just need someone to talk to, and you don't maybe have a friend to turn to, you can contact the Samarathons, and the number there is 116123. That's 116123. Sorry, Lauren, getting back to what you're doing on TikTok. Or TikTok. Yeah. Uh, which is uh, probably for younger people more so than a lot of the older audience. But what, what are you doing anyway? Well, basically, I decided I'd set out and I just wanted to start promoting just positivity. Um, it was nothing major at the start. And when I first set out, I just said, look, my message box is always open if someone is in need, if they're worried about anything, just to reach out. But there's just too much. People are just too worried at the minute and there's a lot of suicides going on at the minute. And is, look, I'm, yeah. I'm no genie or guru or anything like that. But lo and behold, it started again, a small bit of a following, and I started to post maybe twice a week um, on it. And it's just, what I'm doing is there's just tips and tricks and for people to know that if they're feeling low, maybe try this technique that I found helped before. And surprisingly enough, young and old have sort of reached out and said, you know what, that actually does help a little bit. And that's that's yeah. all it is, basically. There's no... There's no Sometimes you know, sometimes maybe the idea would be just to turn everything off, I suppose. Turn your phone off and, yeah. uh, you know, turn your TV off. Don't watch the news. Um, yeah. don't, don't listen to radio. You know, and just maybe go to your favourite spot, sit in the car, listen to a bit of music or something like that. You know what I mean? Just to try and distract yourself, I suppose, from what's going Ab- on. Absolutely. It's all about being kind to ourselves at the minute yeah, and like absolutely. not feeling bad about it. Go shopping. Go to pennies. That's still sick. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Like, us as a nation, we, well... Us as a nation, a lot of us don't like to talk about how we're feeling and everything is always good and everything is always great. Yeah, because when people ask you how you feel, I am grand. And, yeah, you're, not, and, no. and, and you're not grand. And if you're no. not grand, you should be able to say to your mate, well, actually, no, I'm not having a good day today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what the aim of the page set out to do is, like, if you're feeling crap, just reach out and talk about it. And tell, a, tell a friend you're feeling crap. Yeah. Well, that's so Like, it's guaranteed... The person that you're talking to is probably feeling the exact same way. Okay, well, 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 hold on a second, because speaking of feeling crap, Colette, you're on Classic Kids. Hey, oh, Luke. hi, Niall. Sorry, I'm just sort of being in convulsions there a minute ago. Why? I'm um, on a waiting list to get uh, a procedure done right. in the hospital. Now, I'm on it a year. I, would, I wanted a year, well, it was in March 2019. I was told there's a year and a half waiting list. Now, the consultant that just had to be on to his secretary just there a minute ago, he started things back a little bit. But I'm only on a routine and they cannot tell me. She said, I'm not a, she said if you're in that much pain, go to A&E. That's what I was politely told two minutes ago on the phone. Yeah, the, the, the COVID has had a massive knockout effect for procedures, day wards, all those kind of things are meant to be done that are not being done. 
and this could have a huge effect on people's health. Well, it's affecting me personally because it's my toe. Okay, so it affects you walking. I need an operation on it, like. Yeah. And it's getting worse instead of getting better. And I'm putting the pressure on my other side of my body, if you know what I mean. I know, yeah. Because I'm afraid in case I fall. Okay. And all I have is me little bird, Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) And what what does Nathan think of the whole whole situation? (laughs) Well, he's oblivious to it all. Well, wait, Colette. He's a very happy little fella, so he doesn't... (laughs) Colette, can I respectfully say, you told us before about your your canary dying the last time. Wasn't it? Singing. What was his oh, name? No, but I have a new fella now. Jeepers, you replaced him very quickly, didn't you? Oh, no, 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 no. I have this little fella since 2016. Oh, all right, okay. I thought you just he replaced the old one with the new... He to say that when he was born. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> okay, and does Nathan sing songs for you? He usually sings. Uh, he's chirping now. Uh, I have like this Give, us a, listen, give us a listen to him people. chirping. <laughs> Put the phone up to him, Chairman. I want to hear him. Go, Nathan, sing. <laughs> sing, Nathan. Sing. Preach, Nathan, preach. Go, Nathan, sing. Is he that, won't. He, oh, that was you, you I mean, think. Yeah. Thinks they know. But, I mean, you were listening to Lauren beforehand there, and I suppose sometimes, Colette, it's a matter of just distracting yourself from everything and I understand your problem is your toe obviously and you can't get that operation done and that's going to be I mean you know not only does that affect you physically but it affects you mentally too it because affects you mentally of course yeah because like, you're afraid you know? to go out for God's sake well I'm afraid in case I fall and I know if I know. people say how are you I say I'm okay but I'm screaming <laughs> now I am talking to people it's not that I'm not okay but how are you, how are you apart from your toe and, and the fear of going out and you falling how are you feeling generally do you live in your own clet I did live on my own, yeah. yeah. Well, I'd, I'd been through an abuse of marriage and everything yeah. like that. And okay, so, okay. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. But how do you feel right now? Do you feel okay? Do you feel better talking anyway? Everything's a peach. Life is a peach. <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> the Can, only male in my life, as I said, is me. Is The feathered variety. <laughs> and he doesn't let me down. <laughs> no, and he doesn't give out. <laughs> well, I suppose and he can ignore him. will sort themselves out in due yeah. course. Well, I, well, I, cer- I certainly hope so, Colette. Sorry, man. Something to good show up. I've run out of time. Lauren, listen, thank you very much indeed. You're very positive. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. And just to mention once again, by the way, if you do want to talk to somebody and you have nobody to reach out to and you want uh, to ring somebody, you can call the Samaritans. The number is 116123. That's 116123. Don't forget to please, if you ever are feeling down, reach out to somebody. Okay? Reach out to somebody and always talk. It's really important. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.